Trevor Lawrence by the end of this year, I think could be QB2. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Sideline Summit. I'm Antonio Perez, joined as always by Danny Cole, DC UPenn's finest, and Chris Culture, CB Culture Boy. We have another great episode for you guys today. We'll be doing our NFL award predictions for the 2023-2024 season. Uh, that includes everything. MVP, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, Offensive Rookie, Defensive Rookie, Coach of the Year. Uh, we're going to be giving... I'm going to explain this now. We're not doing comeback player of the year. Not only does that award stink, uh, but we all know who's winning it. And so I, I, I saw this. Uh, Damar Hamlin made the 53-man roster. He was a starting safety for them last year. No shit he made the roster. <laughs> well, yeah, I'll say he he was filling in. Who is he filling in for? Poyer? Poyer, Poyer right? Poyer, yeah. Poyer. Poyer yeah, so still, still, like, yeah. He, he, he's he was still, the second option. I think people have become so numb to like what he's actually done that like, and like that jacket thing at the Super Bowl. Oh my God, people were killing him for that. But um, nonetheless, we're going to swap that out with a most improved, which is basically what Geno Smith won last year. Because like I said in the chat, Geno Smith didn't come back from anything. He just came back from not being good at football. So that's really a most improved. And we're going to talk, like I said, conference championships, Super Bowl prediction. And then we're also going to pick who's going to be the worst team in football. Who's going to have the number one overall pick? I think we have a general idea of who that may be. Nonetheless, though, we always start with summit plummets. It doesn't matter. Uh, rain, snow, sleet, don't matter. Always got to get our summits plummets in. I'm actually going to start. I'm going to start. And the summit this week is our guy, Chris, with the big three zero. The big, bro, Steph Curry here. That's. That's so crazy. Surprise, it's my Dale Curry year. It's your, <laughs> Dale, your Dale Curry year, bro. It's and, my, nice, but, my uh, Austin Eckler year. Ick. It's gonna. It's really your Austin Reeves year. He old as hell. Surprise. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, that That was my summit, uh, too, Tone, honestly. just uh, So I'll just piggyback off you. That was my summit. Um, I turned 30 on Sunday. Um, it was really, really cool. I had a good time uh, celebrating with my friends and, and my family and stuff. That was really cool. Um, got some really good gifts. Uh, my girlfriend got me tickets to go see Lamar versus, hopefully, Kyler Murray. Hope he's back and good and healthy um, in Arizona in October. So I'm looking forward to that. Got a Lamar jersey to wear to it. I only had, like, the other Raven jersey I had was a, a culture boy jersey, like a custom. So it's cool to get a, um, Whoa, a Lamar sick. jersey to actually wear. That's heat. Yeah. That's heat, though. Oh, yeah, it's lit. Loki, I'm going to wear it doing, like, when we start, like, week one football, like, that episode, I'm going to wear it on, on that one. Yeah, oh, yeah, we cool. all going to be decked out in a yeah, jersey yeah. week one. Yeah. That's my summit, too. So appreciate That's it, next so. week, dude. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, next week, man. Couple days. It's soon. It's soon. Football is Danny, back. You, I would say, yeah, Danny, if you want to pick up on your summit, if that is your summit, football being back, but um, my my summit is Bryce motherfucking Harper, dude. I sent Tony a stat. He is one home run away from three hundred home runs. We're going to the game. He's getting it tomorrow. Trust. He's getting it tomorrow when we're there. <laughs> On top of that, his last week he's batting five sixty. The Angels have intentionally walked him two times in the series, and th- the second time I told Tony this yesterday. He said, "Why do people intentionally walk?" I was like, "It's a respect thing. Like they just, they're scared to throw to him." Today, Bohm hit a home run after they walked him. I said, "That's really like the you gonna put me there? I'm gonna fuck you over and get a home run." That's the icing on the cake right there. Yep. <laughs> so. My plummet is Jordan fans being dumb. Let me read you this interaction. This dude made a tweet talking about LeBron, comparing LeBron and MJ at age 34. Stats are comparable. Well, no, LeBron's stats are better. Um, But LeBron didn't make the playoffs a year. He had the worst injury in his career. He had the groin injury. Um, So it says, like, LeBron playoffs, error 404, data not found, whatever. Thought that was pretty funny, but, of course, without context. And so I commented. I was like, okay. How about their age 35 season where one of them didn't even play the sport and the other one won the NBA finals. 
And this dude came at me. He was like, because I was comparing games played and all that. And like LeBron was in year 17. He was like, sitting out games helps, definitely helps with longevity, just so you know. I said, LeBron has had 12 seasons of 75 plus games. And I know the norm used to just be 82, but in today's era with the spacing, everything, the fact that he's played 75 games 12 times is great. And three times he didn't do it. One was a lockout. One was COVID. And the other, he suffered the worst injury of his career. Then he said that he's seen LeBron sit out. Like he's seen him like load manage. But you just said that load management is a part of playing longer. So, and then he said Kobe and MJ would never. First of all, I watched Kobe those last four years at the Lakers. I know load managing when I see it. That's one. Two, that's openly admitting that LeBron's a smarter player than them. He knows he wants to play longer. So he's going to sit out these meaningless games where his ankle's bothering him. Monday night on leak pass against Charlotte, like Jason Tatum would say. So it just doesn't make sense. So I replied to him, like, you, you are, like, basically saying you're smarter. And his, his reply to that was, not playing in games used to be frowned upon, but LeBron made it cool. LeBron didn't make it cool. Greg Popovich made it cool. The first time you've ever seen load managing was Tim Duncan. Reason? Old. That is what started load management, not LeBron. Like, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Load management is a smart thing, and if you don't like it, you, do, you don't get it. Like, I'm convinced a lot of NBA fans don't like things because they don't understand them. Or yeah. they're not fans of a team for real. They're just fans of a player. So uh, exactly. like when Pop did it, it started with Tim Duncan, and then Ginobili started sitting games, then Tony Parker started sitting games. But it only made sense because they were older. And but if you were a Spurs fan, you understood that because you were a fan of the dynasty fan of keeping it together, blah 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 blah. It's like now it's more people get attached to players, not understand why, but it's harder for a person to understand why is my why is my favorite player sitting out this night? It doesn't really make sense, but it really just like speaks to the casual and most fans of the, of the sport for real. Yeah, that, that's that's why I don't know. I, I don't get that. Well, my plummet, I'll go with my plummet. My plummet is that. I am sad that I'm finally realizing that the Las Vegas Aces don't know how to play basketball against a good team. It's terrifying watching them play the Liberty every time because it's almost like they forget how to play the sport. And it's, it's it blows my mind. Like like they'll win three in a row. They put a Liberty lose by fifteen plus. I'm like, what? Is John Quill Jones the the Ben Wallace to Asia Wilson? Shaq? Is that who she is? Who is this? But yeah, that's that's my that's my plummet because they can't win the game, and I, and I always do the fool and bet responsibly because I'm 21 plus. Uh, that the <laughs> Aces will win against Liberty, and they just don't. So that's my my plummet. L L L by me. Derek, yeah, you got yeah you got your plummet out right, or did you? No, I didn't get my plummet out. But my plummet is uh the artist named Aubrey Graham uh for not dropping his album like he said. They never you know. He never said he would. It was leaked, but come on, dude. Not, hey, Danny, you know what? What is, what, that, what, what is leak? No, the cover art was put out, and then we believed people on Twitter. That ain't Drake's fault. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the thing that, that saved me from getting tricked, I seen, I seen Yadi tweet that uh, there was no information, there was no real information out about Fall the Dogs. I seen him tweet that like right after somebody said it was coming out. So I was like, all right. I, I trust the Yachty only because I know I feel like they, they closed it in a random outlet. That's the only thing to say. I'm going to do no. a little semi uh, L plummet of the week. It goes to the Indianapolis Colts for not giving in and trading their dog. Yeah, uh, that That is a bimble, dude. Like, how are you not going to trade him? Because at this point, the person's, the team's going to get 12 games of Swift, I mean, uh, of Taylor, and be fucked over. Because you're not going to full season of them. So you're going to get less value. They're just stupid. Indianapolis Colts, you made one good decision drafting Anthony Richardson. A million bad decisions after. Yeah, I didn't really understand that. Well, Colts ain't, Colts ain't doing too much this year. They're doing a whole lot of, all right, fellas, let's go do our best. But nonetheless, hmm. man, got to get into these picks. Sorry, I had to reply to the dude. But I'm trying to keep it civil because uh, <laughs> being ignorant in the past. But nonetheless, let's actually talk about some football. MVP. Last year, Patrick Mahomes ended up pulling away with the MVP award after Jalen Hurts suffered a bone bruise, I believe, in a shoulder. So he missed the three. No, he missed two 
of the last three games of the season, which eventually cost him the MVP award. No biggie. Um, I believe last year, I think I had Justin Herbert winning MVP. Unfortunately, his team was decimated. My man cannot put up the stats to, you know, put on an MVP performance. Uh, Danny, I don't even remember who you had for. I had Josh Allen. You, Josh Allen. You know, I was going to say when I came on here, Josh Allen's starting to be like Luca a little bit where it's like every year, like he sees a really good pick to pick him for MVP, but he's just never going to do it for one reason or another, not necessarily his fault. Uh, or like Luca's fault, but like for just some reason, there it's a good pick, but just doesn't happen. Um, any of you guys want to go first? I mean, I'll go I'll, first. I'll go ahead, man. So my first person that I'm picking to win MVP of the 2023-2024 NFL season is Trevor Lawrence of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I love this team. We've seen a quarterback with Doug Peterson in the second year in the system take a big leap in Carson Wentz. Same thing with, with Lawrence. This is his third year. He got his big target in Ridley. I think their offense is – the receiving core scares me flat out. They have three guys who all can run, who all can go catch the ball. They got a tight end that is somehow figured it out under Doug Peterson after not being able to catch a ball for the Giants and, their, and Evan Ingram. Their O-line looks solid. I think they got a steal, one of the steals of the draft and Tank Bigby at running back, pairing him with Travis Etienne. This offense is going to put up – I think Lawrence is going to put up 5,000 yards and, and 45 touchdowns. Whew, that's like an all-timer type season. I, I, I think Lawrence I think Lawrence has it in him, dude. Yeah, I, I like your reasoning too. I mean, second year under Doug Peterson, second year on an offense. He's got Calvin Ridley. Uh, you know, he's got all the goods. And Trevor Lawrence it would definitely – was one of my top selections – um, when, when thinking about this award, but I, I thought about it two ways here. One, I could take the easy way out and just pick Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> but, but I, and it's like, I was like, Oh, that, that'd be like going back to like 2012 and just being like, Oh, I'm picking LeBron to win MVP. Cause he wins it every year. But like Mahomes doesn't win it every year. He's got two early on in his career, but I think I'm going to avoid that route. I'm going to go with, with the guy who just fell short of it and was going to win it if he didn't get hurt. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts for my MVP. And with Jalen Hurts, he didn't have these like groundbreaking stats. Now, mind you, if he did play those two extra games, I'll give him like three extra touchdown passes. So he's got 25 touchdown passes. Maybe I'll give him an extra rushing touchdown. So I believe that puts him at 14 for the season, which is ridiculous for being responsible for almost 40 touchdowns. I believe – We'll say Mahomes has done it because he had the 50 touchdown passes and then Cam Newton did it um, when he had that 35 and, and 10 season. But with this offense has essentially, they lost no pieces. They lost um, Zach Pascal, love him to death, but it's not really moving the needle in terms of a drop-off for Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts getting another year in this offense. I think Brian Johnson is actually going to unlock another level in Jalen Hurts. That Not saying Shane Steichen couldn't, but I think Brian Johnson is a, a really good QB guru. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, barring health, which I think I can buy into that, Jalen Hurts is going to be my MVP. I'm swinging on to Chris for his MVP selection. Dang, it's gonna, it's gonna sound biased now because you just took your guy. I was I'm 100 taking mine, and I'm gonna tell you why. That's fine. Hey, it's fine. This man. is Lamar Jackson's MVP year. I said it last year. This is what second MVP year. This is the one, and I said why. We have Will Reppins now on the team. Like actual football players who can catch a ball after doing a five to six yard route. Like I promise you, we have them on the team now. So at the end of the day, I just think he got paid, and I think just. The team's going to help him a lot as far as a lot of people having a lot to prove. Like, that's really what it's going to be. So I feel like you don't get a big year out of Odell. You don't get a – I mean, Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews. You're going to get what you're going to get. But I think that running back room is, is going to try to prove because it's time for a couple of them to try to earn some money try to get paid as well. So I know that's going to be a big deal. I think our defense is really, really good. If, Like I said before, if Odafe takes that that leap, like I hope he will, Jadavion Clowney, Clowney can help with that a little bit. I know that might be a little weird of a parent to help, but I think, I think they can – Really, really hope, but and I think that'll be to the team success. And I think Lamar will do what he has to do as far as um, stats wise on offense. I can see a fifty touchdown season for him, not not necessarily forty and ten, but like 
35 and 15. Cause I feel he's going to be really aggressive this year when he has the time. I know it sounds ridiculous. I know, I know it sounds crazy, but I feel like this year, I think he has something to prove this year. I really do. Cause like I said, I know I've been following him on the, on Instagram since he's at Louis, Louisville. So him being drafted to my team was great. But like back then, like he was always real cryptic with his messages, like not really saying much, just really just being geared towards the season. I think he's back to that vibe of like, not really talking a lot, really just trying to go show and prove. So I think this is a, uh, my boy Lamar's um, MVP season for sure. Yeah. I, I, I like, I like both y'all picks and you know, people in the comments going to be like, Oh, of course, Tony picked Jalen hurts. But everyone just said, I, I, y'all saw me say I was, I really should just go with Patrick Mahomes. Cause that's how I really feel. But I think this, I like Danny's pick too. I love Danny's pick. I like Danny's and pick. What, I, what I was going to say about y'all pick. I truly think if hurts or not hurts, if Trevor and Lamar both have spectacular seasons, I truly just think whoever finishes higher in the standings could go, could end up getting it. I think. Both and of my, my, another reason that I chose that is the Jaguars play in a, such a bad division that I was like, oh yeah, they're gonna eat that up. They're gonna eat it up. The yeah, Ravens play in the North, where it's a if but if the Ravens eat up the North, then if the Ravens eat up the North, they're gonna eat up the rest of their schedule. So like, it, 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 yeah, I mean, and Lamar. Yeah, and same deal like why I said what hurts. Lamar, barring health, yes, he can win an MVP. Barring health, this is a top five quarterback in the league. Like even even without it, he's still arguably top five, top five to many. Uh Chill. De- 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 Desmond, Desmond Ritter better. Noof, Sam Howe. Uh we'll talk up well, we're not going to, but uh, maybe we could in the most improved section, we could talk about those second year QBs, but just like in the NBA, if a second year player wins most improved, that's dumb. Cause like they're supposed to, <laughs> they're supposed to get better. Uh, but yeah, I love all our MVP picks. Um, really, I really like Danny's because I want to know Trevor Lawrence by the end of this year, I think could be QB two. I think people could look at him QB two by the end of this year. If seeing what he did last year, building off of it knowing that christian kirk is a a flat-out good receiver it, like danny said evan ingram's fi- uh figured it out which he i think he's always had the goods it's literally just catching the ball like i like the way he moves for a tight end and then you add calvin ridley to the mix i like it same thing like with the ravens offense got weapons uh, mark andrews doing his thing defense is going to be solid new offensive coordinator uh it's going to be awesome and speaking speaking I, of Ravens, sign out to my boy James Prochet. I know he got he got cut today. Hey, he hasn't done much for the Ravens, but I mean, I just like them as a draft pick. I was hoping he's been he, there, he, dude. Uh, he's there for a long time, so sign out to him. He, I know he got cut today. I'm almost sure he got cut today. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. Right. another another sign to my boy Zach Gentry, six eight tight end. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of our favorite preseason guys getting cut today. Uh, like mine was Trey Sermon, but like, hey, someone in that running back room had to get cut. So um, they're just freeing space for Jonathan Taylor in four weeks, too. True, 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 true. Fact, fact, fact. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna move on to Offensive Player of the Year, and what this what this award really means is best player in the league that's not a quarterback, uh, best offensive player in the league that's not a quarterback. Um, because me personally, I think the last two years. Last two years, I truly believe that Justin Jefferson was the most valuable player. And before that, I thought Cooper Cup was the most valuable player. Uh, but nobody's going to see that way of thinking. Um, offensive player of the year. Danny went first, and then me, then Chris. So we're going to have Chris go first. And a serpentine draft this thing. Uh-oh. This might be bad one, y'all. Hold on to your shoes. No, I'm kidding. I think the, uh, the offensive player of the year this year is Jamar Chase. No, it sounds random, but I think Jamar Chase is the offensive player of the year this year because I think Joe Boy's going to lead on him even more than he already does, which I mean doesn't even sound real, but I think he will. Um, I think T. Higgins takes a step back, and I love T. Higgins. I was hoping to God somebody wrestled him away from the Bengals so we have to deal with this dude. But um, I think Jamar Chase is, is his year because I know Justin Jefferson's been like the been better than Jamar Chase, obviously. But I think this is going to be Jamar's year to like kind of match that Justin Jefferson production. If 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 it's any year, I think it's this year. I think Mixon takes a step back. I like Joe Mixon too, but I think he takes a step back, and I think Jamar Chase kind of takes over and kind of helps carry the offense with Joe Burrow. So I think he can win offensive player of the year. Yeah, I remember yeah. before last season, I said I think I said Jamar Chase was 
the I had him as I think the third best receiver in football, third or fourth. It was something like that. But I, I, I had him a second. Outside. Didn't I? No, you had Adams ahead of him. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, Chase could – yeah, I could see Jamar Chase, uh, a world where he wins. Offensive player of the year. He's so dynamic with the ball in his hands. Um, his rookie year, like, winding down the end of his rookie year, like the last – that last regular season Chiefs game and the playoff run. Where, like, people were like, yo, like – this dude might – he might be the best in, in football. But um, I would say Jamar Chase just brings – just or Justin Jefferson brings just a little bit more to the table, so I can't give Chase the best in the league title just yet. But I do like that pick, um, showing love to the rivals. Um, offense player of the year for me. Um, y'all, yeah, I'm just going to be – yeah, I'm just going to go clean sweep. Every pick's going to be Eagles. <laughs> but – um. I was like, I kind of wish I, I did stamp Mahomes because I do think AJ Brown has a like a real good shot to win Offensive Player of the Year, uh, but we're not going to go in that direction. I went ahead over to I went ahead over to the AFC West, and I'm going to pick Travis Kelsey. And I know at some point he's going to decline, but I don't think it's this year because not this, Dude, this receiver room is even worse than it is last year. So he's gonna get even more love from Mahomes. So I'm gonna stamp Travis Kelsey offensive, he's half eagle. offensive player of the year. He's half eagle. It doesn't count. Yeah, nah, he he uh yeah, he might he'll, he'll maybe he'll don the, the green and black one day, but um near the end of that career. But Travis Kelsey's my pick for offensive player of the year. I think due to that receiving room being even worse than it was last year, he's going to get more touches. Um again, he's Mahomes' best friend. Uh, they're just going to essentially replicate what they've been doing for the last four or five years, his entire career in Kansas City. I don't see the drop-off just yet. Uh, and the Chiefs can't afford him to drop off necessarily. So that's my pick. Denny? Yeah, I my pick for offensive player of the year. This dude has been running, scoring touchdowns on an offense that didn't really have receivers for such a long time. And now they have massage parlor quarterback at a quarterback. Uh, Nick Chubb is my pick for Offensive Player of the Year. This man doesn't have Kareem Hunt to take his catches away from him anymore. He's going to get these carries. He's going to get a lot more leaned on. And we all know he's the best pure runner in the NFL. Pure run, yeah. But aesthetically, aesthetically, aesthetically nobody, run, nobody runs better than Kamara. I'm about to say that, dude. Kamara, dude, Kamara he, he run like, like he's jogging. Yeah, dude got the yeah, best like, sprint ever. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like he be he be sprinting. And it just looked like he watching the whole field and slow Literally. moving. Dude. Yeah, dude is different. But yeah, I love I love all our picks, and we all have different positions technically, but um, and we all stayed AFC on this one, uh, which is very interesting. Um, I mean, Justin Jefferson could easily repeat this, um, but we're just. We're trying not to be boring here. We're trying not to pick the overwhelming favorites in each of these. I love Danny's Nick Chubb pick. I love the Jamar Chase pick. A lot of so many, so many, like a lot of people in the AFC North could just win this award. But, um, and I, you know, Kelsey, I don't know. I, I, he, I don't think he's won one before. So, I mean, I think uh, now would be a good time because uh, your team will need it. And, um, yeah. Dark, not dark horse for this. I think Senior Lamb also has a pretty good shot, uh, in my opinion. But yep. nonetheless, um, we can move on. Defensive Player of the Year. I'll get yeah. kicked off. Go ahead, man. Call me bias all you want. You're biased. When TJ Watt <laughs> is on the field, the Pittsburgh Steelers are a phenomenal football team. That man, last time he was healthy for a full season, had 22 and a half sacks. And not even he wasn't even healthy the whole season, 15 games. TJ Watt is a difference maker. He gets interceptions somehow at the end. Uh, he is what you call an X factor to the game. When he's on the field, they're a better team. And their offense plays better somehow. I don't know how that's possible. But they're all, how does the defensive end make your offense play better? Gravity. <laughs> Aura. <laughs> Literally unexplainable things, but uh, yeah, TJ TJ's a good pick for anybody, and you, and that's the thing. Like when people get called bias or whatever, 
Um, but when it just reality, they just know their team better than everyone else. Because, uh, like, being biased is you saying, like, oh, TJ Watt so much better than Miles Garrett, like, Miles Garrett, this, this, and that sucks, whatever. But when you praise TJ Watt, it's more so, like, I just know more about him. So, uh, uh, be, being trade. biased would, would be uh, calling for Nick Herbig to get offensive, uh, defensive player of the year. Nah, trust. He's getting it, though. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, so defensive player of the year, who, cause it's kind of always just going to go to the dude who is the most sacks. And I, I really, really don't like that. Like to an extreme degree, I really don't like that. Um, I hate it actually. Yeah. So, so do I, I like, no, there are some years where like TJ had 22 and a half sacks. Yes, absolutely. But like, Nick Bosa, like, I get it, I guess, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, someone that, uh, Dark Horse for that, a different stealer, Minka Fitzpatrick, in my opinion. Uh, definitely Dark Horse, but any safety. Animal. Yeah, any safety is going to be, like, a real Dark Horse. Um, Derwin James. Yeah, like, I'm thinking Derwin James, but, like, no, I, I can't. Jamal I can't Adams. go in that direction. He's back I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the third year pass rusher. Slash drop back linebacker, slash middle linebacker, slash just Mr. Do it all. I'm gonna go with Micah Parsons. My pick think, last year. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go with Micah Parsons. I think his value to that Dallas defense uh, is crucial. And I really hope they're healthy this year so that he can strictly just play outside linebacker so he can edge the court, like uh, edge rush. That was crazy. Um, I. <laughs> I'm hoping they're healthy so that Micah Parsons can come off the edge. He can go get the quarterback. He can build those sack numbers so that he looks like he has a good case to win the award because he is up there with TJ Watt, up there with Miles Garrett uh, as like tier one guys. But it's a matter of him actually being able to play the same position because a lot of the times the Cowboys just need him to do anything else. Like, well, I'm not going to be surprised. I'm like, hey, Hey, run something from the slot for me, Mr. Parsons. And, hey, I won't put it past him. I mean, he's he's one of the most versatile players in football. That's my pick. I'm going to bring it on over to Chris. Yeah, kid's phenomenal, actually. And that would have been my pick, too. But I had two picks in my head. So since you uh, picked Michael Parsons, I'm going to pick my second pick. And I know it's a long shot. We just talked about how um, it's hard for secondary players to get this award, especially DBs, oh, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Sauce is my guy. I think – it's, it's only a couple players who I think can really, really go and, like, expound a rookie year like he had and, like, really go to the next level as quick as, as I think Sauce Gardner can. And I think he's going to get people to try him more because I think a lot of people may think it was a fluke, maybe, if, if they're crazy. So I think Sauce will have more chance to get more interceptions like that, which I think uh, is one thing he was, he was missing last year, just more picks, just more, you know, takeaways, I guess. I think he'll get more of those this year, still be locked down. So Sauce is, Sauce is my pick, and I feel like it's a long shot. But I mean, I like the Jets this year. I like the Jets. I love the Jets defense. I think they, they, they got some some players over there, and uh, I would like to see Sauce get it. So that, that's my pick, Sauce Gardner. I think I think that's a great pick. I I was thinking Sauce for a dark horse. I'm like, but like, they never oh, get it, man. Yeah, <laughs> they never it, get the award. It's, it's tough. Like I can't even like corners who've won Defensive Player of the Year. And Stephon Gilmore did it a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. I can't think of. Too many people outside of them, did like we, even did Richard Rivers Rivers like, one? I don't think Durell Rivers ever got one, did he? Not off the top of my head, I don't think so. And like even in Richard Sherman's like very dominant prime, <laughs> unfortunately T.J. Watt shared that same prime. So if uh, Reed doesn't have one, then the war doesn't count yeah. and it's fake. Sorry, yeah, but like Not it, war. <laughs> Danny, Danny, off the top of your head, does Troy have one? The the award's just not built for secondary players, and it's not fair because Troy and Ed Reed are two of the most impactful secondary players of all time. But the award just just isn't built for, you know. It's going to go to Bosa, Garrett, or Michael Parsons this year. Just get ready for it. Nah, big trust. Big trust. You want to know what it is? It's going to go to Patrick Queen. But on a different team, I fear, because he's out of there. See you later. You know, you know who actually is a good shot? Roquan Smith. I was going to say that, but I, 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 I didn't want to be a Raven again. Because I, I think Roquan got a lot to prove, Ravens. 
That's my you're going to go Lamar, and then you're going to go OBJ for uh, Offensive Player of the Year, and then Roquan for Defensive Player of the Year, and then Coach of the Year John Harbaugh, and then Offensive Rookie Zay Flowers. And we're just – yeah, just go clean slate. Duh, and then if it's any kicker award, you know who's getting it. Throw that on a parlay. <laughs> Literally. Um, uh, nonetheless, we're going to start – we're going to take a break from the players. We're going to go to Coach of the Year. And I think this is going to be very interesting because – not all the time. Coach of the year is weird because it's either you have the best record and like, oh, we're accrediting you coach of the year because you have the best record by far. Like if you go 14 and three, you'll probably win it. But sometimes coach of the year is like you took this horrible team, the New York Giants, to a nine win season and won them a playoff game. Brian Dable, you are the coach of the year. And that's not to say you didn't deserve it. I 100% deserved it. He was awesome last year. Doug Peterson, kind of the same idea, even though he has an elite quarterback on his team, but same idea, took a young squad to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. They gave the champs a run for their money, a pretty decent run for their money. Um, so since Danny started this one, I uh, Chris has to start this one. Um, I'm interested in your pick for coach of the year. Yeah, Danny, you you are the one who inspired this pick because you made me look at this team a lot closer, and I, I think I see the light. I see where you're coming from. Coach of the year this year is Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders because they are going to have a good year, and Danny says so. Um, but, yeah, I was just looking at them outside of quarterback, and Sam Howell's cool with me, so he's good in my book. Outside of quarterback, I don't really see a lot of holes, like, on their team for, like – of course, there's some, but like that defensive line is actually ridiculous. Like that's actually ridiculous, and uh, a defense can carry a team a long way, especially in the NFL. It'll get you; it can get you seven to eight wins just off of being a really, really good defense. So, I see them winning ten games now. Like I said, after that, after one seg where we talked and Danny kind of went through and talked about them, I was like, yeah, I can take a look at him. Ron Rivera's coach of the year this year because the Commanders will have a better year than a lot of people think. So, yep, I I love that. I, I love that pick. And I, a lot of people, I feel like, especially a lot of Commander fans, are like, just like, Ron Rivera is not a good coach. And then somehow he go, like he he gets teams to good spots. But, like, he, 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 might, he might play a little bit more of that motivator role, and it's going to be a lot of Eric uh, Bien-Aimé. But, um, no, nah, I, I like the pick. And I like D- Danny. Also, like, I knew the, the commanders were going to be low-key underrated. Like, until week 17 last year, they had a chance to make the playoffs. Week 17, they had a chance to clinch the like clinch a playoff spot. But everything that was supposed to happen didn't happen, and they ended up getting eliminated same week. It was, it was super rough. Uh, it's because they started Carson Wentz. But, uh, um, yeah, I like that pick. I'm on the table, and I got to pick a team. And um, – I think I'm going to go with Matt LaFleur for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he's going to have first-year starter Jordan Love. This team, not well, not, it's kind of split. I will admit, a lot of people's like, oh, Jordan Love's going to be bad. This team's not making the playoffs. A lot of people are like, this team could win the division. And I, I see the other way. I, I think the Packers have lots of potential. I think Matt LaFleur is – I think he is creative. Um it's just a matter of getting these young guys adapted. He's going to take this team to playoffs. They're not going to look special. They're not going to be like 13 wins, but like nine, 10 wins, win that division. I could see it happen. And I don't know. I, I, I it, This is going to be his first year without Rodgers. So it's really going to be like, oh, are you really that guy? And I, I, I do think he's that guy. I mean, he's had two 13-win seasons. Rodgers has won an MVP under him. They've made the conference championship game and they lost because their offense just, you know, well, they don't oh, know. They just couldn't put it together, but I'm going to go Matt LaFleur. Yeah. I was stuck between two player, two coaches, one in Mike Rabel, but I decided to go against the Titans just because their roster kind of concerns me. And I'm going to go with a, an ex Eagle D'Amico Ryans when the Houston Texans new coaching hire. I love their defense. I love, I think Stingley is just as good as Sauce Gardner, and that, and I think that's a hot take. Um, yeah, Stingley's tough, to though. That. He is tough. Stingley is. I don't think it's too hot. I just think Stingley was in the wrong system last year. He didn't get to show it. I agree with you there. Um, he's not at mm-hmm. his own corner. Let him line up with the ones. And I think D'Amico Ryan's hit. You saw what he did here until he ran to the Eagles, which they can't really do much. They, their their D line was shattered, and their Warner was playing hurt. 
the, the Niners defense looked unstoppable. So some of his yeah. personnel, some of his scheme. You can't D'Amico is a phenomenal coach. Now let me ask you, how many wins do you have to get a head coach to to like get a coach of the year nod? Just five? I, I think, think it's like if, I think it's, it's wins like over expectation, you know, like because if they're, I think a lot of people are expecting to win like two or three games. Okay, so basically, in comparison to his expectations, he'll be your coach of the year. And I ain't mad at it. I'm not mad at any of our picks. I, I think all, I don't. I think a lot of all three of these are like very, very unpopular. Um, and I think all three of us went the route of like, oh, you're taking this unexpected team to do well to do well so that coach is going to get a lot of the credit um i like that route i ain't ain't mad at that route last year we picked doug peterson as our uh coach of the year like at the end of the year even though he didn't win i believe you know uh dable won it but um we're gonna head back over to players and we're gonna talk about the offensive rookie of the year danny you're on the clock with that one what kind of uh, what is what do you put on hot dog? Mustard, relish. Dijon, Dijon, Bijan, Honey Dijon, Bijan Robinson is going to win off of the rookie of the year. Um, he's going to get three hundred touches. Arthur Smith is just going to feed him the ball, dude. Uh, remember the feed Zeke? No, it's going to be feed Bijan. Uh, chicken nuggets with honey mustard on them. Bijan Mustard. And Bijan is the – he's one of the only rookies where I look at their situation and it's like Bijan doesn't have to be reliant on quarterback play or receiver play or like – like O-line play, yes, but like we already know this Falcons offense could be electric. And it can still be good whether or not Desmond Ritter is good because he – Bijan's going to be running the ball or he's catching it from the slot. Like maybe that is relying on Ritter. But, um, yeah, that's a – that's quite the obvious pick, um, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Anthony Richardson, and I think he's going to have that year two esque Jalen Hurts season. He ain't gonna be the most prolific passer out the gate, but you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna run the crap out of the ball. He's gonna run strong. I think he can. I think he can notch 700 plus rushing yards. I think he can notch seven plus rushing touchdowns to go along with okay passing numbers. Maybe like 61% completion percentage, if even that. Uh, 2,900-plus passing yards to go with maybe 16-plus passing touchdowns. We're looking at 23 total touchdowns as a rookie. That's pretty good. I don't expect him to be like rookie Cam Newton because that dude was different. But, um, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Anthony Richardson. I like the pick, dude. Uh. I think Steichen was one of my options for coach of the year just because I think that he's going to lead them pretty far. Um, but Anthony Richardson, I like that they threw him right in the system right away. And mm-hmm. they're not Kenny Pickett- picketing him. Yeah. Yeah. AR, like, that's another, like, and Anthony Richardson is, is prime example of what they should have done with Trey Lance because a guy who hasn't played so that much football, yeah, you may think, oh, he's raw. Let him learn. No, he's got to learn on the field because he still has to learn how to play the game. And you, like it's a little different. Like like some quarterbacks, yeah, they could use a year, and, but other guys just need to play. So, uh, like let's take Malik um, Malik Willis for example. Like he was he played a lot of college ball. He just still wasn't ready. He needed to learn from a psychological standpoint on how to play the game, and now he looks a lot better. But like <laughs> Trey Lance, between like high school and college, has like five hundred snaps or like five hundred dropbacks. I'm glad the Colts aren't making the same mistake with Anthony Richardson. Are gonna let and he's they're just gonna throw him in the ring right away. Chris, without saying Zay Flowers. Nah, I'm sorry. If that's your pick, I ain't mad. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. I wish. I wish. I wish. I don't think he'll get enough targets this year. I think next year will be Zay Flowers breakout year. Um, I think. I think Bryce Young is the rookie of the year this year. Offensive rookie of the year this year, and it's similar to the reason why you uh, picked Anthony Richardson. Uh, I just think he'll have just a lot of just opportunity to make plays. And at the end of the day, as offensive rookie, you don't necessarily have to win. It's going to be more so about numbers. And then I think then I think it goes to impact after that. I think he just has the ability just to do a lot because they're going to have to have him do a lot. Because I think he has, outside of um, 
Bijan being a, a running back, like I think he has the least of weapons, not named Anthony Richardson too. So I think you'll have to like make a lot of plays on the run, and then they'll be um, like that'll kind of roll over into more rushing yards. He'll probably take more risk because he has to, but end up with more passing touchdowns. So I think he just he just has a chance of just having that really 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 high value. Um, so yeah, that, that that's my pick. That's really why I, I really like Anthony Richardson's rookie of the year too. But like I said, same reason, just just high value. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd give the the edge to uh, Bryce Young. Yeah, and I hope the NFL doesn't go in the direction that the 2022 NBA Rookie of the Year went. Me and Chris will both sit here right now and tell you of that class, Cade Cunningham was the best player. He looked the best. His stats were the best. But it went to Scotty Barnes because he was the most impactful to his team's winning. This isn't MVP. This is one of the only awards where it's like, this is the best player. Players so player, just yeah. that? And just makes me so mad that Cade didn't get it. It and honestly, I'm mad Jalen Green didn't get consideration because after it, it was kind of like with Trey Young, where like his first half of the season was so bad he they, they didn't even pay attention to the second half of the year. Mm-hmm. But um and, NBA hates Trey Young too, by the way. They they do Oh, NBA hates Trey. Dude, I saw him <laughs> ranked like on like 13th amongst guards on someone's list. Miss me. Anyway. I know we're talking about football, but he's he's 27 and 8. Every year, not his rookie year. Like at the very least, he's twenty-seven eight as a five-eleven point guard. He's also went uh, past second round, I think once, or at least the second round once or twice. He gets no love, and it's, it's out of control. Sorry, I have to do my lower yeah. But one thing he doesn't do is play defense. And we're gonna head over to the defensive <laughs> rookie of the year, where Chris, you are gonna start with your selection for defensive rookie of the year. One interlude, real quick. Um. I saw something on Facebook earlier. I had to pull it up. Pat, the Chiefs posted when Patrick Mahomes was drafted and said, we've officially signed Patrick Mahomes. And someone posted the comments. The comments are insane. <laughs> You're really screwed. Ha, ha, ha. Should have gotten Deshaun Watson. <laughs> I know this isn't a popular opinion, but we gave up too much for a player who won't ever help us win. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I can maybe understand at the time about Watson. Um, at the time, yo, at the time, big Mitch, big Mitch hater, dude. I didn't. I never liked Mitch, dude. I was yeah. like, who is Mitch? I didn't know who Mitch was. Yeah. So he plays. He starts ten college games. Oh, he has so much potential. Uh, you know, raw talent, untapped ability. Uh, Anthony Richardson plays ten games. This dude can't see the field. He can't read a defense. Uh, you know what's being said without being said, but uh, yeah, Chris, defensive pl- uh, defensive rookie of the year. I fear defensive rookie of the year is Jalen Carter. Sorry, um, he is the guy, and I think that work ethic mess. Oh, BS. That was just to make him fall in the draft. I think that is BS. I like Jalen Carter a lot, and I think he's going to be very, very impactful on the Eagles' um, defensive line. But I think the, the Eagles' defensive line is just really, really versatile. I think Jalen Carter just adds to that. So I think he's going to be able to make so many just plays you didn't think he'd be able to play, be able to make because he's going to just have the opportunity because the defense is, is as good as it is. So I think when he's in there, he'll just fall into he can fall into forty tackles and four sacks, like just just fall into it on accident just because of how good that defense is, in my opinion. So. I think he's 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 my pick for for uh, defensive rookie year. He's a chance of getting ten sacks, dude. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. Like I, like I was I was selling it short. I think he's gonna have a a special year for sure. Yeah, especially with a new defensive coordinator that might actually throw a blitz. If you're not running max protection, like if you don't keep your running back back there to block, then you're like you're going five on five with Josh Sweat, Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, Hassan Reddick, and Nicobe Dean. Jordan Davis and Jalen Carter is absolutely unreal. That's that's now unreal. you know how the SEC felt. <laughs> um, I I love the pick of Carter, Jalen Carter. I think people another thing where people will become like numb because, like, mind you, everyone had this dude as the best player in the draft. Everyone, I think I might have had Will Anderson, but I've seen the light that it's just like Will Anderson's a little too robotic for me, but. Regardless, it's tomato, tomato, but Jalen Carter, it's just like, wow, this dude, it's not only who he is, it's who he's playing with. He's playing with a dude who just had 15 and a half sacks, 18 sacks, including the postseason, Hassan Reddick. 
uh, he's playing with Jordan Davis, who's one of the best, who's going to be one of the best run defenders in the NFL and was one of the most impactful ones last year. When he was out, I watched the Eagles get 200 rushing yards dumped on their dome because he wasn't playing. So uh, I love the Carter pick. Um, and it's really hard to like go in another direction. Um, but I'm just gonna. I think I'm gonna go with Carter as well. I was thinking about maybe whether Gonzalez. Me three. But clean sweep. Uh, are we all going Carter? Yeah, I think Jalen Carter is the uh, best player in the draft this year. He is the best player in the Eagles' interior defensive line. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think even if, if if he reaches eighty percent of what people think he can be, he's gonna be special. Like let's so if, he, if he reaches seventy percent, right. Dude, that's what I'm saying. I think he's gonna be special, so he's he's easily picked. That was nice. If he reaches seventy percent of what people think he can be, he'll be what Fletcher Cox is right now. Yeah, and Fletcher Cox, like that's the thing, oh, man. It, it sucks because Fletcher Cox would have been the best interior defensive lineman of this decade if, arguably, him and Cam Hayward would have been those two if a guy named Aaron Donald didn't exist. But um, yeah, Cam Hayward, yeah, actually Carter, I mean, look, and I think a lot of people like, hey, if you if you like, um. You know, if you like one of the corners, Gonzalez or Witherspoon or Joey Porter Jr., or, like you know, it, it, you just got to remember, it is very hard to win that award as a rookie. Like Sauce Gardner arguably came into the league and was right away the best corner in the league. Like that, it's just hard to do. Now, I don't have a banner up, but we are just going to transition into our most improved picks real quick before we get into conference championship, Super Bowl, and then worst pick. My most improved it's and, and this is simply off of they weren't good and they're going to get better. Um oh I, was like, I don't I was like, I don't usually go first. Danny's supposed to go first. Danny, do you mind if I go first or go first, all you go first? All right, bet, bet, bet. I'm cool with that. So my I guess most improved, I'm gonna go to Juju Smith Schuster. Now, my reason for this being is, yeah, he's downplaying heavily in quarterback play. Like, heavily, big understatement. However, why I think he can win this most improved award, one, barring help. Two, with that upgrade at offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien over there in New England, he's going to be wide receiver one. Mac's going to rely on him a lot. I think Juju's going to be able to play that, be able to show off that big playability that he showed what in year two in Pittsburgh? Um, I don't know. Like, I, I think uh, he, I think people should expect him to have a good year. Like, I know he wasn't this ground-breaking receiver last year, but um, I got high hopes for him. I think he's with a good offensive mastermind. I think he's with a solid QB. He's with Bill Belichick. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Juju. That's a good pick, man. My pick. <laughs> My pick is kind of crazy. Kyle Pitts. That's a. I should have said Kyle Pitts. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I should have said Pitts because, dude, it his um, potential. His potential is like the way people are always talking about Evan. Evan Ingram, his potential is so high. No, Kyle Kyle Pitts' potential is like Evan Ingram's, but like on crack. On every steroid you can find, like this dude has the potential to be one of like the biggest offensive threats in the game. Uh, it's just a matter of staying healthy and a dude who can throw him the ball. And I've learned firsthand Marcus Mariota can't do that. Mariota can't. Ritter might be able to. You never know. No, yeah, we will see. Well, Ritter never got to pair up with Pitts, but Heineke can first. sling that thing though. Oh, uh, yeah, he can play a little bit of ball. He can play a little bit of that Brett Favre action. <laughs> Um. Well, I'm gonna say who I wanted to pick, but I have to stay with my my gut and not be a hypocrite. Because second year players shouldn't get most improved. Because I mean, you should improve. But I really want to pick Justin Fields, but I'm not going to. I think Justin Fields gonna have a really special year. Well, no, he'd be third year. Third year. Oh, third year. I'm tripping. Yeah. Oh, J.K. Take it back. Ha. Uh, it, it is Justin Fields. Mm. Justin Fields will be the most improved player because I said before on this here great show that this is his Cam Newton year. I think so, and I'm really gonna stick to that. I just you also think, said he's winning the MVP. Ooh, that may be a little tough. 
But I do like Justin Fields as this. I just think I think he's gonna have a lot more controlled offense. And and like, like Lamar, he has like legitimate weapons now. Like, and I, I'm I'm not a huge fan of Chase Claypool, but I think Claypool's better than I, what I think the masses think he is. Mooney, uh, more. Cole, I like Cole Komet too a lot. I really like Cole Komet. He's on my fantasy team. Yeah, Cole Komet, he's, he's an animal. So I, I really like that um, for Justin Fields. I think he's going to have a chance to really, really, really just and – and I think the way he ended last year, like the last like seven, eight weeks, I think he can really just build on that and just be better off that. Um, my one dark horse outside of Justin Fields, I want to give this pick too. I think Jerry Judy could win it as well. Uh, if Russell Wilson didn't actually throw the ball like a, a quarterback should, I think Jerry Judy can win it. Because I think Jerry Judy had that hype. And I think it kind of died down for some reason. Like, he just wasn't good anymore, but he just wouldn't have a quarterback who could see and throw the ball. So now <laughs> I think J.G. Has a, has a good chance, too. If if they if Sean Payton can do to the offense what the Mass think he can, I think J.G. has a good chance. I like I like both. Definitely. I like if you went with either one, I like them. Real quick before we go to conference championships, in that same fantasy league I was just referring to, uh, Jacob successfully, like, was going to trade for Justin Jefferson <laughs> and the league vetoed it. <laughs> For no, like, no, like I don't want to say no reason. I mean, trading for Justin Jefferson is a fleece as it is. But uh, what, what, what was the trade? I believe it was T. Higgins and Joe Mixon for Justin Jefferson and Antonio Gibson. That's not fair. Hey, yeah. Um, I mean, look, I, I don't do trades in fantasy. I don't want to get into that. I, I barely know enough as it is. I didn't veto it. I, I didn't vote on it, but there's some lim- – let me tell you that don't sound happened. too good. <laughs> in my fantasy basketball uh, league last year, let me tell you what happened. My friend already had Luka. Mm-hmm. And he traded for Jokic. Yo. <laughs> Mind you, triple doubles count in this league. Like, if you get a triple double, it's plus 30. If you get a double double, it's plus 10. He traded. He did trade Anthony Davis, though. He did trade Anthony Davis. He traded Anthony Davis and somebody else pretty good. But he ended up, but the uh, other person ended up being out for the year. I can't think of who it was. They ended up getting hurt like two weeks right after it, and then Anthony Davis was in and out until the playoff time. But yeah, he had he ended up having Jokic and Luca. He ended up drafting Luca, so he traded for Jokic and really only gave up Anthony Davis for a for. So that was that was so out of pocket. That league was unreal, unreal. Fantasy, fantasy. unreal. Luca and Jokic is unreal on the same night. And, and do you you know that night that Luca had? I'm sorry, we're not talking about basketball. I'll take it. I'll tell, I'll, 60, I'll, 20, 10. Yeah, I don't even want to know. Jokic had 42, 18, and 12 that next day. He yes. 400 points almost from them, too, in the playoffs. So But we're going to move on to the conference championship predictions. Um, Chris, would you like to go first on this one? Who are you predicting for the AFC championship and winner, and then NFC championship and winner? Mm-hmm. I guess if Lamar's going to have a Super Bowl season, he kind of has to win the UFC, right? So, okay. Who are they playing? Who they playing in there? Oh, who they playing there? In in the AFC Championship, the Bengals. Oh, little divisional action. Yeah, Ravens. I always love a good divisional conference championship. Danny, do you want to go next? Or you do you want me to go? I'll go next. Uh, I agree with you that the Ravens make the AFC Conference Championship, but I mm. think they lose to Trevor Lawrence, and Trevor Lawrence cements himself with the AFC. I love. I like that. I love that we aren't, you know, just going with whatever, you know, or like just going with the Chiefs. I like that. I like that, dude. Um, uh, be, be did you just started being oh, go ahead, realistic. Patrick Mahomes scares me. He's inevitable. That's all I'll say. So, That's all I'll say. He's, <laughs> He's like Brady, dude. It's gonna you're gonna take it's gonna take Peyton Manning to have a historic game. Peyton Manning is Trevor Lawrence. He's been compared to Trevor Lawrence since he was like 15. 16. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and uh and Brady is uh Mahomes because dude, like this is gonna get bad. It's gonna just be like Brady versus the gauntlet every year again. (laughs) Well, I'm going to go with – since you guys started AFC, I'm going to go AFC. And uh, and for those watching, yeah, Mahomes is probably going to be here. Please just let us have some fun. I'm going to go with the Chargers versus the Bengals with the Chargers – taking it. I know last year I said they were making the Super Bowl. 
health wasn't on their side, but I truly believe they can stay healthy. This team can make a Super Bowl. I how, really believe how mad how mad are you gonna be when you and Jacob have to fight for the Super Bowl? And look, we not friends for them two weeks. We're not gonna be <laughs> friends, but uh here I, we can go snake on the NFC one. I know it's next. It's inevitable for you. It's my same pick as last year. Uh, I'm going to have the Eagles and Chargers in the Super Bowl. I'll have the Eagles facing. I'm going to steal a little bit of Chris's flow. I'm going to go Eagles-Cowboys. I'm going to go with a little divisional. Eagles-Cowboys to make the Super Bowl? I write the NFL script. That brings in views, Chris. (laughs) It was one game away from last year, and then uh, Zeke played center. And then now he's a Patriot. <laughs> we were very close. <laughs> but I'm going to go Philadelphia over Dallas in the NFC Championship game. I like it. Nice. Dang. I'll bounce, I'll ba- I'll bounce through second. Okay. I think the Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC again. I think their team is the best on paper. I want to see a Super Bowl from Jalen Hurts. He's my favorite player again. It's not even biased. Their team is just flat out better than a lot of teams in the NFC. Well, who do, who are they beating? Who are they playing? The Philadelphia Eagles will be playing. Hear me out. He about to do something crazy. He gave the Kevin Hart hands. He's about to say something <laughs> Hear me out. This is going to get y'all not going to like this pick, but the Seattle Seahawks. I'm with it. I'm so with it. I'm with it. I am so with Geno Smith making an NFC Championship game. I'm so with it. It's that. just so, it's so NFL script worthy. Oh my god, dude that that would be. And they got a squad like they really do, but. No, oh, hey. would Jamal would Jamal Adams is there, dude? Their, their secondary is back. Like their secondary oh is 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 like elite. Yeah, I, I ain't mad at it at all. You said I'd be mad. Got, I ain't oh, mad at it. But they had the ghost of Kobe Bryant playing slot corner. <laughs> they got actually Kobe Bryant playing. But Chris, your <laughs> NFC Championship game prediction? It even hurts my soul even say these words in my mouth. Ugh. I did some thinking over this. It's about to be cowgirls. He hates the cowgirls. It is. I really do. But I think they're about to do something special, and it makes me sick to even say that out of my mouth. I think the Cowboys are going to play the 49ers. I want to say the Eagles so bad, but for some – What do you think? It's the 80s, dude? I, I know you just turned 30. It's not the 80s anymore, say. dude. It's literally <laughs> a blast from the past. Everybody who loves Harnos football and blah, 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 they're going to be happy this year because it's going to be Cowboys – 49ers and NFC Championship with the Cowboys making it to the Super Bowl to play my Ravens and the Ravens stump them really badly. That, that's that's my prediction. I would say, yeah, if that gets into our Super Bowl prediction, then Chris's is Ravens over Cowboys. Um, 30, 31 to 17. That, that's the same as the Saints Colts Super Bowl. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, so that means, I was like, Danny's is Eagles Jags. Doug Peterson playing his former team. I have Eagles Chargers. And hey, let me make a little prediction. Give me. It's going to hurt my soul because I'm such a big Jalen 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 Hurts fan, man. Give me Trevor Lawrence taking home the Super Bowl in wow. a 35 to 31 game. That was my king, go, my king going 0 and 2 in Super Bowls before he turns 26. Are we serious? It's just to be a character for him to go 4 and 0 the next four. That's all. No, bro. Yo, <laughs> the Eagles are about to repeat Jim Kelly. Like, they're, they, they could legit run through the AFC Bowls and lose all four. No, that's not happening. They're gonna win. They're gonna beat the Chargers in a very good, very good Super Bowl matchup, uh, similar to last year's. They can shoot out um, with essentially this time around. Jalen Hurts gets the ball last. So, yo, you know what's crazy though? One thing I will say that people don't want to talk about: Patrick Mahomes has gotten hurt in the playoffs a lot. 
his yeah. health is kind of an issue in the playoffs. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. That's true. That is true. Like, One of these he, times, he, he's not going to be so lucky. Not praying an injury, of course, never. But. I'm not praying an injury. I want him to be healthy. But I think, like, it, it's really a concern that people don't want to hear is that Patrick Mahomes could and could get hurt, and then it's free reign for whoever's in the AFC playoffs. Yeah. And I, like, our picks are all over the place. Our picks are all eventually, over the place. I like it. Eventually, they're gonna have to, that horse venom is gonna run out, and they're not gonna be able to inject him anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the horse like Botox and injections. Uh, but our last one before we get out of here: who will be the worst team in football? The worst. I'll, I'll let someone, someone else can go first. The Cardinals. The Cardinals are gonna be so bad. I'll go first, and this this is a hot take. And I'm hoping this happens. Now, to put in perspective what I'm about to say, I hoped the Mavs did this like two years ago when Anthony Edwards was coming out of the draft so they can pair Anthony Edwards with Ruka. I hope that. I'm hoping the Falcons are the worst team in the NFL. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm hoping they're – I don't think they will be, but I hope they will be because I want them to get Caleb Williams and not have Desmond Ritter. So that, that's my my hope. The Cardinals are going to be the worst team in the NFL for sure. They're going to be really bad. I'm going to no, go not. and make sure of it when I go root. Cardinals are going to be bad. But I want the Falcons to be bad so that you can have Caleb Williams and Bijan back there and with Drake that's London. Crazy. That's what I want. Well, you, I, I, that's what I want. <laughs> but, well, what's going to happen is this team in that division named the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have absolutely zero talent, lost their <laughs> Hall of Fame center, um, and have Baker Mayfield taking the snaps. Throw into a rookie wide receiver, Mike. Like they, I like their offense, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and rookie wide receiver. But like that team is either going to win the division at eight and nine or win four games. Hey, Let's no talent on a team with fifty three grown men is the funniest thing I've heard all day. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I can see the Bucks being really bad. Uh, winning, I don't know if their ceilings winning that division just because I, the more I look at it, the more the Saints should just kind of run away with this. Um. But yeah, so Danny has Bucks. Me and Chris have cards, but Chris is hoping for the Falcons to be the worst team in football. Dude, could you um, could you not see that? Wouldn't that be the beautiful like just young player trifecta? You got your receiver, you get four Caleb Willie. Trifecta, dude. Yeah, so they got Tyler Algier, they got Bijan, Drake London, Kyle, Kyle Pitts. Is there. You just see the I guess, I guess I guess Kyle Pitts gonna be a, a seasoned veteran by the time that that would happen. Yeah, yeah. Kyle, Pitt, Kyle Pitts being your vet is crazy. Absolutely. Yo, <laughs> and I was like, like we're kind of wrapped up here, but one last thing that I wanted to say, DeAndre Ayton has been like dating uh, an adult film star for apparently since 2019. Someone <laughs> thought it was okay to give Book a random stray. They say, this is what happens when Devin Booker is your vet. I'm like, what did he do? <laughs> like... <laughs> Just think about that. Like Devin Booker is twenty six now. He's somebody's vet. Like Literally. Jason Tatum is twenty five. He's somebody's vet. Brandon Ingram's twenty five. He's somebody's vet. Jason Tatum was somebody's vet at twenty three. I fear. Like he was mentoring people. Nah, he was he was somebody vet at like <laughs> like like twenty two. <laughs> like twenty two, twenty three, bro. Yeah, he was really somebody's vet. That is that's crazy to think. Y'all want to know the nastiest turn of events is gonna happen? When I'm sorry, Danny, you got to hear this. But when um, James Harden puts on his fat suit and then B acts out, and then Tyrese Maxey is the one leading the way in Philly, teaching everybody the ropes. That's gonna and, be he, and he drops thirty ball a game. Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, I need that. Well. Sixers, Sixers going eight and seventy four <laughs> with Tyrese. Come on, Tyrese, 20, 25, 27 points per game. And then, and then give me my give me my boy from uh, from Maine, whatever. Cooper Flag. Yeah, you tank for Cooper, Cooper Flag. Tank for Cooper. Cooper. And then the, you take the next year for AJ. You take, take, take two years in a row. Cooper Flag is – bro, come on, bro. He's such a Celtic. Dude, he might don't, don't, don't lie, dude. Cooper Flag and my boy Tyrese Maxey would feed families. Yeah, yeah I'm one but, of those families. Uh, Cooper, Cooper Flag from the area. So, you know, he's he going to be a Boston Celtic. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess what uh, – Smitty, Smitty from the area too, but he's not a Patriot. He liked the Celtics though, and that's why I love Smitty. I love Smitty. <laughs> And and he don't like Wawa meatball subs, and that's real. They're <laughs> banging, dude. No. See, this is why me and Smitty are the same. We don't like meatball subs, but we love the honey turkey there. 
Yo, if y'all, I'll end it with this. If y'all right. need a fire chicken sandwich, I haven't had it yet, but I heard Chick Fil A just dropped the best chicken sandwich of all time. It is very, very delicious. What are you talking about? Incredible. No, dude, they, they, they dropped this like honey, honey yeah, pimento chicken sandwich. Oh my god, it looks to die for. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try it tomorrow then. Once we get done. Oh, out guess of what? Game. Guess what? What? There's a there's a Chick Fil A on the way, dude. Say now, look what you did. All right. Well, Less thank you guys for tuning in to our NFL award predictions. This is a very lengthy episode, but it's a lot of content for you guys to catch up with. Whether you're driving to school or you know just bored and you want to watch a podcast, make sure you feeding, like and feeding your dog on YouTube. Yeah, you're feeding your dog. You know what I'm saying? You can play it in the background on Apple Pods. Uh, but yeah, like and subscribe if you haven't already. If you're watching this on YouTube. Head on over to the audio platforms. Make sure you hit download, like, and you know, share the episode with your friend as well. Leave us a five-star rating. Um, we continue the appreciated support. As always, from AP New Freezer, Culture 2 by Migos, and DC Comics. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you guys next week.